0: Welcome everybody to learn to learn with Lowell today. I'm your host Lowell, serial entrepreneur, serpent advisor and your host for your show for the show. Uh, Today, we're joined with Michael Forrest. I don't know, for some reason, I was thinking Michael Forrester, which is, uh, I think, like closer to an actor's name, but Michael Forrest of biophysical therapeutics, uh, working on aging and boasts George Church as an advisor. Uh, If you like this type of content, you want to see more stuff like this, you know, subscribe because it tells the Google gods that this is something worth watching. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I did as big of a deep dive as I could on what you're building and what you're working on. And I have questions, but there were also some really interesting ones from online that I thought were just pretty on point. So I thought, why not take the opportunity to address them? And at the same time, learn about your company at the same time. So, uh, one person responsible owl three, which is a great name, uh, said, and this is a just for the heads up. This is a bit rough. They're, they seem like a, a critic, but I think this is a great opportunity to, to alleviate that, and we can go into like the meat of it. Uh, this is comically basic take on the whole "what makes people age and how to stop it" question. Does this guy have a real PhD? I think that's mean. But if so, why is he explaining high school physics and biology as if they were groundbreaking insights that that nobody has come up with yet? I think that the, the real question there is like they the what about what you're building actually does what you think. It does but at the same time like i think just addressing that concern because there was a i looked at all the comments on every single post about what you're building and generally that was kind of the consensus that people were coming to now that's the internet they're mean people but for people who don't know you i think that's kind of fun to be like hey here's this criticism let's hit it right on so what what do you have to say to responsible owl three (laughs) okay
1: yeah well my my blood's boiling as i as i hear that really um uh so (laughs) I mean, the, the guy's a critic, really. There's no question there, really. It's just yeah. like a just uh, crap, really. But I mean, um, so let's go through. I, I mean, I have got a PhD, so I've got like a yeah. Uh, I studied biochemistry at Cambridge, and I've got a PhD. Um, but um, I mean, what, what was even the criticism there? He's just saying like it's all it's all yeah, rubbish. I, I mean, think. Where, the- where do I even start?
0: Yeah, I think the big thing is what makes people age and how to stop it that question they felt that the the approach wasn't that groundbreaking now i i see the like hey are you talking about school physics and biology and making it seem simple that's how you communicate on the internet like if you want to talk like phd molecules in an interview like that that's gonna like glaze so many people so i think the the real response that we should focus on because you clearly have a phd there's you know like we we can we, we can put that put aside but i think how does this approach of looking at the metab- uh metabolism? Meta- why am I screwing with this word? Met- it's the metabolic rate. Metabolism. Thank metabolism. you so right, much. Yeah. The, yeah. Yes, the met meta- metabolic rate, heating, and aging all relate to each other. Now there's my studies, and but at the same time, like, even even I was wondering because in the uh, in the in the interview you did with longevity research, longevity something. They talked about how like 40% of the world is in the, the tropics. So then, yep, yep. even on that, so then would there be an age, aging disparity between people who live in the tropics versus the the colder, colder periods? Like, so is that something like we what, see what, as one element? Like, are, is there evidence of this in the wild, basically, outside of the mice who had their temperature reduced through genetic modification?
1: Okay. So to put it most simply, um, so if you slow the mat- metabolic rate of uh, yeah. a mouse or like a, a a, a wasp or a fly or a worm or fish, if you slow the metabolic rate, you can actually extend their lifespan. And that, that wasn't mm-hmm. found by me. That's been uh, actually known for quite long, a long time uh, for many of those species. It was first shown in mice in 2006, uh, and it was published in Science, which is one of the big prestigious uh, science journals. Uh, arguably the, the most prestigious. And the guy that did that, Bruno Conti, he's actually an, a, a, an advisor to the company. So there seems to be yeah. this link between metabolic rate and lifespan. They're inversely proportional. So like if you slow metabolic rate, you can actually extend lifespan. Okay, and um, so where where the company comes in is that we've actually got drugs that can actually slow metabolic rate. So then the, the prediction is, because there's this linkage between metabolic rate and lifespan, the drugs that can slow metabolic rate uh, might be able to slow aging and extend lifespan so that's next um uh the next thing to test and we're actually going to do that in um uh, human human tissue ex vivo uh, so that's the, mm. uh, the next experiment so um and also talking about you you're talking about what's the relationship with humans
0: so yeah. that's
1: interventional yeah. data so like if you if you if you actually slow metabolic rate you can make uh, things live longer so that's interventional data it, observational data within humans is humans with a lower metabolic rate per unit mass they tend to live longer. Okay, so that's mm. actually been seen in the human population, and um, that that was that came out of a big study. It's called the Baltimore Longitudinal, Longitudinal Study of Aging. So on on entry into the study, they kind of did a admin on the people, like uh, recorded different things like the metabolic rate, for example, and then they monitored them over the subsequent forty years. And so then they saw, uh, you know, who who died before who and things like that. And then if you look at that data, you actually see this inverse relationship between metabolic rate per unit mass and lifespan. So it's actually been mm. seen in humans as well. And then the other thing That's is like calorie restrictions slows metabolic rate. So like when you have less calories, it's like your body kind of like shuts uh, shuts down a little bit to conserve calories. And one thing that actually does is it ramps down metabolic heat generation. So like your body temperature mm. uh, drops uh, slightly and uh, calorie restriction is... Very well known to extend lifespan, like in, in mice, for example. The jury's still out on 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 humans. Just because humans have got like such a longer lifespan, the experiment's a lot harder to do. But uh, in mice, it's it, it's well known to um, extend lifespan, and that's probably the the, the biggest modulator of lifespan that we found found to date. Uh, and and also in what they have shown in humans is when you do calorie restriction, your metabolic rate does slow and the body temperature drops slightly. So that's seen in humans as well um so given that if that is the reason why calorie restriction extends lifespan then uh uh, and given that happens in humans as well you'd expect calorie restriction
0: to extend lifespan in 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 humans um so yeah yeah that's uh um, yeah i think that's a good response i think that i think that hits it on the head i mean we see if we see it in human populations we see it in animal populations we have research data going back from 2006 and there's going to be more. I think you talked about in an article with Brian Kennedy of Singapore. They're going to do more. I think they're working on mouse research.
1: Yeah, he wants to do a mouse lifespan study with it. But it's not just since 2006. It actually goes way back when. Mm. Um, uh, so, for example, in flies. So some of this stuff is very. It's, it's one of those things where it's in the literature, but then it kind of gets forgotten. So this mm. actually precedes 2006. Uh, so with flies, for example, flies are cold uh, blooded, uh, which means they don't metabolically generate heat. So uh, their, their, their body temperature just follows the ambient temperature. And, and metabolism is actually uh, temperature dependent. So like when the ambient, so in a fly, if you make the ambient temperature more, you can speed up yeah. its metabolic rate. If you make it less, you can slow down its metabolic rate. And if you actually reduce the ambient temperature, um, I think it was, I can't remember how many degrees it was. It, it was in like a few degrees. And then they, they actually made the, the, the flies live 86% longer, mm. which actually is like a very big wow. lifespan effect. And they, they've done yeah. it in, in uh, other people, have done it in worms, uh, done it in fish as well, uh, cold blooded. Uh, they're cold blooded as well. So you can just uh, control their metabolism by controlling the, the temperature of the water that they're in. Uh, and and that, that all preceded the, the, the mouse study in 2006. But the, 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 the mouse study in 2006 is most nice because that's actually in. Um, mammals so then we get more mm. excited like when, 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 when things are in uh, mammals and um what they actually did was they it's a very nice experiment so they uh th- there's there's a part of the brain that kind of um monitors what the body temperature is to set uh that controls um heat generation kind of thing so they actually yeah. did this manipulation genetic manipulation in in the brain that made the brain think that the body was hotter than it was, so then it directed less metabolic heat generation. And so the the, the, the mice actually had less metabolic heat generation, a slower metabolic rate, and they actually lived longer. And their mm. body temperature fell very slightly, their mean body temperature fell uh, 0.34 degrees C, and then it actually made them live 20% uh, longer. And a a body temperature drop of 0.34 degrees C is like pretty much imperceptible. Like our our body temperature jumps around uh, by more than that within a day and uh, and between days Um, with the circadian rhythm. And also uh, like women, for example, their their body temperature varies with their uh, menstrual cycle a a lot more than Mm -hmm. 0.34 degrees C. And so where the company comes in is we've actually discovered by like this new reaction that mammals use for metabolic heat generation and a drug to specifically in, in, inhibit that uh, uh, reaction and shown in mice that the, um, the drug can actually reduce metabolic heat generation at, and, and slow metabolic rate. So the drug because um, this is the other thing so people just read like these odds and sods on the internet where it's all kind of very simplified but underneath that there's actually uh, a paper yeah. a preprint paper and then underneath that there's actually like uh, patent applications um mm-hmm. which, which is like into the real uh nitty-gritty so if you want to go deep you know there's a lot of stuff there a lot of experimental data and, and new drugs especially so the the companies like uh, i think very um differentiated by actually having drugs so there's things that actually we can try so you can say they might not work you know but i think the the stakes if it, they do work that it's worth trying you know and mm-hmm. so there, there, there's other people that are kind of like hand waving so i mean this guy like the critic you know this is saying the critic doesn't count he's got nothing he's got no answers he's got like no <laughs> drugs he's not like uh and and i actually i think something I mean, but basically, I dismiss a lot of, a lot of these people. Anyway, like on Reddit, like if you if you listen yeah. to them, you, you know, you you're gonna. But I, I think, like, if you want to make a criticism, a thing to do is like one in, one out. So, like, if you're saying that's wrong, what's 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 your answer, kind of thing? And they have got you I, know, nothing. So like like they, they never just, go that
0: route. Yeah, and I just to, yeah, yeah, just because yeah, so if
1: it, if, 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 it's so easy to be a critic. So, like if you want to criticize someone and take someone down, you've got to replace it with something, and then yeah. that, that just wipes those. Or, all these people away because they've got you know they go go oh that's not the reason for aging that kind of that is well then what is then they've got they've got no answer yeah. so um and the thing is this this is all like work in progress this is a test of it you know so like we've yeah. shown before that there's this uh, link between metabolic rate and now we've got a drug that actually slow metabolic rate so let's let's try that you know and and if it works then the world is a very different place because uh you know aging is you know, I, I I arguably the one of the biggest problems in the world, and so, uh, you know, and if we just leave it be, like with the at, at the moment we're getting the the worst of everything. Like people are living longer, but then they're getting uh, one or more diseases of aging, so then they kind of get debilitated and incapacitated, and it's actually going to cause a demographic crisis. Like your parents get sick, they get Alzheimer's or something, and then you have to look after them, but then you get old, and then you get sick. And like you know there just aren't enough people to kind of look after so it's actually something that something has to be done and and another criticism is people go like it shouldn't even be done we shouldn't even be attacking this but if you just leave things to run their course we're we're, we're headed for a, a real crisis and pe- people don't even really understand this yet um you know in the uk for example it kind of like you get snappings of it in winter like um when flu season comes around the, the, the health system really starts to uh crack and that's with the amount of old people that we've got now like in the future you know there's going to be a lot more so yeah so, so it's, it's something that
0: um you yeah, know something important. has
1: to be done about it and i i'm 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 actually in the arena you know trying to do something about it uh whereas yeah. you know these guys on reddit they're just like uh you know in their mum's basement or whatever just like okay. speaking up on uh, on reddit <laughs> well,
0: I, yeah, if I, can, if I can interject, I think you handled the criticism extremely well. The And I, I also agree that generally, if you criticize, I think you should offer like, hey, here's some things that maybe you could do better. And um, I what, what I liked about starting with the show with that question beca- is because sometimes people just say things and they don't understand. Like, there's a deep well of passion behind what you're doing. Like, you're not yeah, doing this for the fun well. of it. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, the, like, know the knowledge is yeah now like you didn't go to you didn't get a phd because you know uh for fun you did it because you, you were very passionate about this stuff yeah and there's research and there's all these things so i thought it was a great way to just start hit this on the head and responsible oh maybe they'll be more wary in the future about just like making a christmas maybe they can make some suggestions at the same time i think you hit every single one of their concerns is it real research we have you know like you said mountains of stuff backing it up that this is, these are phenomena yeah. that are worth investigating to see more about uh yeah, yeah, you have the background to do it, you have the support to do it, you have the advisors to help you, and you have the ambition yeah. to do it. And so uh I I laud you for 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 doing it and for you know, just letting sometimes sometimes it's good to like look at our critics. And even if they are like a basin dweller or like someone at Stanford or whatever, I think like this person could be anything. So like give them the benefit of the doubt on that. But at the same time, like, I completely get it. Like criticism's like uh pretty tough. But I think I think you well, handled well, I, it really I, well. I,
1: another thing I'd say is like um because I, I have actually engaged with some of the comments or, 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 on, yeah. on reddit so i did try and um educate people because i so now i'm in a different phase so this has been ongoing for some time and like uh yeah you know for a long time i didn't want people to know what i was doing but now it's all like patented and protected and things like that So i'm in a di- different phase and i'm trying to get uh you know disseminating and try and get people uh in- interested and I, as you say like you know, some very high profile people are even interested in that, like George Church joined the advisory board and he, he didn't come uh, easily, you know, he uh, like uh, it was back and forth and stuff. Um, but, but some people completely misunderstand it. Like, uh, you know, some people was thinking that I was accelerating metabolism, which I mean, it's very clear in the thing that I'm not. And then they, they, you know they're typing away, going, "Oh, this or like, does he not know that uh, accelerating metabolism is very dangerous and stuff?" And because there are drugs that accelerate metabolism,
0: yeah. to do for uh,
1: di- dinitrophenol. And uh, you, 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 I kind of gave up engaging with it because I kind of said, "Like, no, you, it doesn't, you know." And then just, yeah, then yeah. just you, you, well, could, it- you could lose you could lose a lifetime there. It's just a quiet mire yeah. of just uh, rubbish yeah. really.
0: Um, I agree. I think. I think from now on, whenever you see that, you can just link them to the beginning of this interview and say, "Asked and answered. We got you." Like <laughs> well, yeah. you don't need to answer well, no, anymore. I, we I, got I think.
1: I think I, I think. I even said to one guy, "With kindness, I will not respond to you again because, like, I've I've got things to do, and like, you know, what what, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Just like writing. You, you're never going to get anywhere in life just writing crap to like." uh on the internet like uh, you know this yeah. uh criticism and stuff and uh you know if you know better then by by all means you, you know you you get a drug you know and let's see how that goes but they, this is yeah. um yeah
0: yeah but yeah i i i hear you and i slight i I, I apologize for starting with that. That was, yeah, that was yeah. a rough way to begin. But at the same time, like you crushed it. And from now on, people can have that and just have that teed off. This is serious stuff, serious research. You're, you're spending a considerable amount of your time and energy doing it, and you're not doing it for the, the lulls of it. Like You're doing it for the benefit of people. And at the very least, the research you're going to do might reveal something that helps people. And even, even just talking about it, hearing your passion behind it, I think it's very inspiring. To actually care because i think sometimes people just they go through their daily lives and they don't like they you know like they have a job maybe they don't care about and so they're not when they look and engage with people they just think oh that person doesn't care either and so yeah, yeah. uh I, I love the passion honestly it, it's very inspiring to to talk to a scientist that actually can get fired up about their work you know like there, there are times where you talk to yeah, yeah. someone and it's like it, you can be talking about like the price of rice or, you know, tea or, or their work. And it's like it's all the same because they're just like they're like their boiling point, like doesn't change. Um, so so I, I I hopefully everyone who's listened in hears the passion. And if they do make a comment, maybe some helpful suggestions if there is a criticism uh, and we love to hear you in the comments as well. Um, recently, I discovered a way to shadow ban people, which is kind of fun. I don't I don't do it often. It's only the people that are like, Get the Bitcoin where where and it'll like start like comment like yeah, uh, yeah. harassing and stuff. So when well, no, I, but- I did
1: get a bit frustrated at one point because because I want people to understand that's the thing. So I yeah. get a bit frustrated with people like coming in going, oh, he increases metabolism and then maybe people would think that and then they get confused. And so I, yeah. I really went to town on that guy. I said, like, well, you, you have to stop doing that. You're, you're actually misinforming people and you help it, you're harming like my my message. You know and I, I even kind of like got a bit on the front foot and stuff and said like you really need to look at your life kind of thing what the hell are you doing just you know attacking <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. you know like it's just it's just worthless it's, it's it's less than worthless it's actually kind of negative it's actually like harming me i'm trying to move things forward mm. and by you know by all means maybe the drugs uh won't work but we, there's enough there i think to to merit uh you, you know testing yeah. and there's actually something there some something concrete to actually test and so um and w- one of the theories of aging is that um and uh, like kind of metabolism kind of give gives life but then it, it produces damaging byproducts which cause damage mm-hmm. which is aging which ultimately takes it away and so this this work kind of Uh, fits in with that and there's actually a test of that so the 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 work before the mouse experiments and all that stuff that that's pointing to that but then it would be very nice to test it with this drug and if if this drug does uh extend lifespan which i actually think it 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 will and uh, massively so because i actually think um the the so so aging kind of gets like a sniggers a little bit like i've even got a friend's you know go, go like aging isn't like a credible um field of inquiry kind of thing. And if you you study it, you're not kind of scientific, but that's the most unscientific thing ever because there must be a reason for it. So you're almost saying like aging's outside of like the field of scientific inquiry, there must be a reason. And you can see that uh, nature can push it around like different species have different maximal lifespans. Like a mouse will only ever live four years whereas a bohad whale lives over 211 years. So nature knows how to push it around. And we're even pushing it around a little bit, like with this metabolism thing, we can push it around. So there's there's promising stuff here about, um, and I actually think that I I figured out why different mammal species have different maximal lifespans in the, so, in mammals, the majority of metabolic rate is actually for metabolic heat generation to keep the body at 37 degrees C. But actually, yeah. uh, fueling this uh, react new reaction that I found, there's kind of like a, a, a futile metabolic reaction. They kind of create something, destroy it, create something, destroy it, create something, destroy it. Mm. Um, and they're actually doing, um, whenever energy is um, transferred from one form to another, then some of it's dissipated as heat. So they're kind of like doing this thing and it's futile, but it's not futile because it's actually generating heat. That's that's what it's actually useful. And uh, in geometry, this isn't something about animals, this is just something about geometry. Smaller objects have a larger surface area to volume ratio. So what that means is like a, a, a mouse, every gram of a mouse. Um, has to produce more metabolic heat to keep its body temperature at 37 degrees C than in a whale, for example. And so the metabolic rate of a, a mouse per unit mass is like much, much faster than a whale's. And you can even that's reflected in its heart rate. The heart rate of a mouse is like 800, 900 beats per minute, whereas the heart rate of a whale is just one to two beats per minute. So I actually think um, like if you, if, if you to have a mouse and you were to keep it in an ambient temperature at 37 degrees C, uh, that means its body temperature, it doesn't have to produce any metabolic heat to keep its body th- body temperature at 37 degrees C. Mm. And, and, and and so in that case, you could give the drug a massive dose of the this drug, which would kind of like shut down its metabolic heat generation massively, massively reducing its metabolic rate, maybe even to that of a whale. So you'd slow its heart rate from to 900 beats per minute to one to two beats per minute. And I think in that instance, you could actually make um, a mouse live massively longer. Uh, you know like a, a a multiple a huge multiple I mean we'll have to try and that, that that's what uh, Brian Kennedy wants to um mm. uh, test it so he wants to do a like a mouse lifespan study with it um, and and starting with older mice to kind of expedite the the, the process and what what you, what you might say then is what what's the actual applicability of that to, to, to us uh, the company so basically the company's got ambitions really to solve um aging and many things and cancer for example got like cancer drugs and um uh but like the first thing is to kind of like chase the cosmetic opportunity so if you've got a drug that um uh so basically for example you got a cream here and you just put the the the, the drugs in the cream you just put it here and the, the drug will uh, reduce metabolic heat generation just here and slow the metabolic rate just here which I predict will slow the aging rate here But this skin's still at 37 degrees C because the rest of the body's still producing heat and heat heat transfers and keeps us at 37 degrees C. And heat's transferred, especially because of blood flow. But one of the functions of blood flow is to move like heat around the body. And so uh, the reason why I've gone for cosmetics is they actually for cosmetics, you don't have to do any Animal or human trials cosmetics quite the regulatory bar is very low so be concerned like when you take cosmetics it's, it's a bit insane but we do want to do the studies like I said we, the next experiment is to test whether the the drug can slow the aging of humans uh, human tissue ex vivo um, mm. and, and that's that's a very cheap study to do um, and we've already got people that actually actually want to do it and just need to make the um, uh, compound for it
0: yeah and I I think the even while I'm thinking about it I'm thinking of examples of where heat would affect things because like I know many of my female friends are really cold they like generally all like when especially like during the winter they all try and like trying to steal my body heat sometimes it's really cold because I just roll around and I'm a thermos like if you like just left me out on the ice I would slowly just melt through it you know pretty quickly but like they're always pretty cold and so women typically last longer live longer so, I, you know, yeah. like I wonder if that's a factor as well, like just like how hot guys typically run versus women. Well, run no, that's interesting. Older.
1: So w- women actually, generally speaking, they have a lower metabolic rate per unit mass than, mass than men. Hmm. So that might be explanatory for why like women live uh, longer than men. And that hmm. might be because women have like a different body composition. They've actually got like more kind of insulation. So that might be why they can get away with like uh, um uh, like a, a low metabolic rate per, per unit mass. And what, what one interesting thing, actually, people generally think that everyone's got the same body temperature, resting body temperature, mm. and it's like 37 degrees C. They think that's kind of like a mathematical constant of the universe kind of thing. But people actually vary in body temperature quite a lot, around about over 2 degrees C. So there's some people wow. walking around with a resting body temperature of 35, and there's other people with a resting body temperature of 37.5. That, that's kind of like the range. And you can actually see that people with a lower body temperature actually live longer in this big uh, study they did in Baltimore. And 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 that, that kind of relates to them having a lower uh, metabolic rate per unit mass because your body temperature is kind mm. of a function of your uh, uh, metabolic rate per unit mass. So then what I'd argue is going on there is people with the lower body temperature, they're actually using this reaction that we've discovered less and so then they've got like this uh, lower metabolic rate. And so they're they're producing less of these harmful byproducts per unit of time. And then, uh, so they're aging slower and then they actually live, live longer.
0: Hmm. That's really interesting. The, how does it, how would you think it works with whales who are big and live in the ocean, which isn't a, like water just eats heat. Like it's, it doesn't really keep heat very easily. Yeah. I imagine like the blubber is like insulating them, but is there anything yeah, weird yeah. going on with them?
1: Well, the, the biggest thing going with them is that they're big. They're so big. So remember, mm. I said about your geometry. Like, the bigger an object is, the, um, uh, it's a, it, like it's got less surface area per um, for its like uh, it, its weight. So it's not losing mm. heat as readily. Um, mm. So that's that, that. That's that's the big big um, uh, thing. So may, maybe like one way to live longer is maybe evolution did like it was a byproduct of getting bigger. So you kind of like uh, uh, got bigger and then you you're, you didn't have to produce like so much uh, metabolic heat per unit mass. So your metabolic rate per unit mass went down and then your aging rate down and, and you actually live longer.
0: Mm. That'd be interesting because it takes so much time to get to that size as well. Like if you just got to that size and then died like a year later, it's kind of inefficient to be as big. Like if you were as big as a whale, which size of uh, buses and you lived only like 10 years, it's like, well, it, that's maybe not the most efficient. I imagine evolution would slowly prune to live longer as well. It's like, you know, yeah, yeah. The survival. Well,
1: the, the other nice thing is that, like, so we've actually studied some species, not all species, because we haven't got like data for all species. But you can actually see there's an inverse relationship between across species between metabolic rate per unit mass and lifespan. And also this new mm. reaction that we found for metabolic heat generation and maximal lifespan. And like, uh, we think that actually is the reason why there's an inverse relationship between uh heart rate uh, resting heart rate and um, and, and
0: maximum lifespan hmm. so the the goal of the company is i believe to eventually be a platform where you have multiple molecules multiple interventions for aging and right now we're focusing on uh uh cosmetics which is very interesting because i i have uh, a number of episodes out for the longevity series and there are people who keep saying like is there anything for cosmetics like it doesn't actually have to make you live longer but if it just kind of rejuvenated a little bit like people are Very excited for that so i I definitely see a need there i know there's like it's very much the wild west when it comes to regulation which is which is bad because if you want to do the right thing which have some studies to like affirm what you're doing and a business doesn't another business doesn't want to do that they can spend less money and spend that money on marketing and get better market share than you which is it makes it unfair when things are on that's what i think people don't realize about regulation it makes an even playing field where everything is uh is is not heinous, you know, it's like if I can pay my workers a buck and you payers like 20 bucks and I take that extra money And I you know, whatever I don't know like I just like standardizes things. I was recently talking to I think their episodes going up today. Alan uh, Perlstein who is working on cellular agriculture for chocolate and coffee and basically The there are businesses out there that use slave labor and deforestation to uh, Have those products and his is made basically in a lab. So you don't have those problems and so when there's not regulation you have to you can use technological innovation to make it so that you know business a and b if the, if if business if business a allows slave labor their prices are lower which is horrendous that anyone in america or anyone in this any anyone should be in slave labor anymore and then uh but if if business b doesn't do it uh their prices will be higher inherently and then people won't buy it because eventually everything becomes a price point people don't realize that every day they're 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 influenced in the world by what they're willing to tolerate in terms of prices are you spending the time and at the same time how much time do you really have to like look through and like okay here are the two chocolate bars in front of me one made by slavery made one by not and once and there's a dollar difference like, is there a taste difference or maybe about the same so like there's a lot of complexity going on here and that goes to the benefit of the lowest common denominator which goes to my question of uh, do you have any interest in validating it your your with further studies before uh, just f- finalizing the product? Or do you recognize that like this is an area where uh, there might be business that'll like snake you and like take advantage of like the research that you see already? Like how do you how do you see living in the Wild West while also being civilized with your PhD and your science yeah. background, George Hurt yeah, and all yeah, those yeah. other things?
1: Well yeah, there's quite a few points there. Um, I'll just say before I go into that, like the company uh, it's not just it's working on different things actually. So it's a bit of a platform company, but to kind of simplify yeah. it, I'm just talking about like for example that that article longevity. It talks like there's only, only one drug. There's actually like a, a multitude of drugs really. So like on messaging things, kind of uh, get thrown away just to make the message uh, uh, simpler. So for example, working on cancer drugs as well, and um, and uh, and and also like our ambitions like beyond um, much beyond cosmetics, but on the co- yeah, so I mean, legally, we could even like sell cosmetics today, but it's, it's like you said, we want to do the studies before, you know, and, and actually kind of prove it all out and then actually have something to be proud of. And people can kind of get excited about. Um, mm. And so, so we want to do this next experiment where we actually see if the drug can slow uh, the, the, the aging of human tissue ex vivo. So if, mm. if it can, that that'll be a very exciting result. And then also want to do like a mouse lifespan study with it uh, to see if we can make the the mouse live longer. And you you say about like, yeah, so the cosmetics are very uh, crowded marketplace. But the thing is, people are so desperate that that they even buy things that they kind of know don't work, really. And they spend quite a lot of money as well. Some of these cosmetics are outrageously expensive. And so they're just so desperate. They're like, they'll buy things that they kind of, they they, they even must know in their heart of hearts. This really isn't (laughs) doing anything. So if you like, the the, the ambition really is to like have the mouse going, the drug making the mouse live longer and longer, and like as the mouse lives longer and longer, uh, you know people get more and more excited, and then you say like, the same drug is actually in in this cosmetic. So that that's my uh, you know uh, biggest aspiration for it. So really, kind of have something that you can really show is working. And then, and and then, really capture the market. Actually, and may, maybe even grow it, because there's lots of people that don't use cosmetics now, because they they just like, well, that won't work. I'm not going to spend. But but if you had something that was, you could really show was working. It, it could bring a lot more uh, uh, people in, and mm-hmm. and actually, kind of like looking to license um, uh, uh, the compound to like a cosmetics company. Uh, like as big as we can like uh so then you can access the market do, like at huge scale de novo um and just kind of you, you know leave, leave them to run it because I, I don't know anything about cosmetics so i i, I don't want to be involved in you know marketing and things like that just kind of everyone's doing what they do best and and to get them excited that you take uh uh you need data you know so they uh yeah. as much and and the more data that we get, the stronger position we are in in like uh, the terms that we can drive for a licensing agree- uh, agreement. So to answer your question briefly, we, we want to like prove it all, all, all out, and, yeah. and this is why I get very frustrated with people like kind of criticizing and trying to kill it before we even you know. So there's something here. Let's let's find out. You know, I mean, this is yeah. this is science, really. This is what science is. You, you find out and you you look at things that have happened before. And then you kind of like make a mental model, and then you make predictions, and then uh, uh, you know try it out. That's the way. Just it, it, it's so easy just to sit back and just go, well, you know, that's wrong, that's wrong, and then d- just get yeah. nowhere, get, get 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 nowhere. So um, yeah, no, really want. I think there's. I mean, what I actually think. I think I. I mean, I have to kind of. Uh, I don't know, dampen like how, I, but I, I think this is really, you know, the, 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 this is a. I, I think this could really take us forward like could really mm-hmm.
0: um yeah yeah I, I was thinking of different ways you could experiment uh on it because uh, in America there was a recent thing where truck drivers get like half their face that ages faster because it's just exposed to sun it's mm-hmm. like well you could give them cream for that half of the face and then <laughs> compare uh to see how yeah. it works out well, no, the end no the they year. do that
1: they do that they do that so one of the ways cosmetics are tested are like you know you put mm. the cream on one hand and not on the other or another thing is when, when you first touch cosmetics, you actually rent space on someone's back. So like mm. a, companies have like a, a little, they rent a little disc and put, <laughs> and put their cream on to see if there's any uh, uh, reactions and things like that. But even that isn't mandatory. Um, uh, you know, There's so many cosmetic companies actually, I, I didn't know, so I didn't even really know about cosmetics. So I started uh, looking into this. Um, and as I say, the reason why to go for cosmetics is just because it's so close to market. Because you yeah. know, uh, and then and then hopefully get like a revenue and profit through that, which is actually quite special for a biotech to have. And then you can you can you can like drive that into other things, mm-hmm. like you know more experiments. And then just, so the ambitions are actually to you know um, because like so many diseases actually correlate with age. So like young people don't tend to get them, you only tend to get them if you're older. And there's quite nice graphs where if you see like, um, you know, times on the, age is on the x-axis and you could kind of see the disease instance goes up like this, you know, and it starts to go by, you know, by 40 and, you know, by 60, you know, you're up here, it's kind of, and so a drug, a drug to slow aging could actually, uh, and, and, and there's a thesis that those diseases correlate with age because uh, aging, aging is actually a causal drive to them. So if you had a drug that could slow aging, it could actually have like a therapeutic benefit for a huge number of different diseases, varied diseases. So, you know, Alzheimer's or age related macular degeneration, they're also different diseases, but they might have this common kind of hub at their core, which is aging. So if you have a drug that could slow aging, it could, you know, a a huge number of different diseases could have a positive effect for. So the company's got ambitions to have a drug to slow aging. And there's so many different uh, applications for that if you're successful. And as I alluded to before, this is actually necessary because what's happening is the population is kind of aging and people are living longer, but they're not living longer in good health. They they get one or more diseases of aging, which are very incapacitating and debilitating. And then they can't they can't work and maybe even have to like have care. And then they're pulling people out of the workforce. And um. And this is this is like a, a a huge crisis that is coming, and that's why I I, I get a bit frustrated because like one of the criticisms is people say we shouldn't even be trying to solve aging like aging is a good thing kind of thing, but the, the default if you leave it we're gonna have we're gonna be in a a, a real uh, muddle in the future, mm-hmm. and we're kind of like hitting on it already.
0: I think the that, that whataboutism I always feel is just so. Uh skin deep you know to keep with a cosmetic joke but the, because people are always like oh why should we be going to Mars why can't we spend it on school systems and stuff it's like we can do both like the stuff that we're going to learn yeah. for going to Mars or doing this research like like if you're if you care so deeply about roads and I think that there's a, an argument you made that someone who's like really dedicated to roads and improving them would have a good benefit on the community go do that and then let people like yourself who's excited for this type of work to do your work and like it's kind of like I think people work from a scarcity mindset, like there's not enough resources in the world, and I think we are moving to the point, especially with rockets and other things, where we could potentially be in a post scarcity society where there's enough to go around. Nobody, hopefully, lives in poverty and that type of thing. And so, at the end of the day, like if if you took someone who was really excited about roads and you said, "No, you're gonna have to do longevity research for the next twenty years," and maybe it won't work out, and you'll be penniless by the end of it, you know, if it failed like completely, right? It's like, they're like, well, I wouldn't want to do that. It's like, well, then why would you do it to Michael? <laughs> like, let Michael focus on his thing that he's excited for. And you focus on the roads yeah. or whatever else you're excited for. It's like everyone has their, their, their thing. And I feel like we need to appreciate people's different interests. Like someone who wants to work on roads, it's equally as valid as work on longevity. The difference is there are people who are very excited about this and want to dedicate their lives to it. And guess what? It'll benefit everyone else. So I, th- I feel like yeah, there's yeah. A, a level of just like being empathetic and understanding like people have interests and let them pursue those interests. And I and at the same time, I know it's hard for people to do that. There's a lot of people who can't touch that passion that you have very clearly for this work because they, you know, they haven't been lucky enough to be exposed to something to be excited for, or they have like things in their life that like really push them down, you know, abuse or whatever. And so, uh, for anyone out there who's feeling that way, I hope hopefully you reach out. And uh, if you don't know what your passion is, like maybe read Walter uh, Walter Isaacson, Ben Franklin. They talk about how to find your passion a little bit in the beginning. Basically, just try a bunch of new things but if, if and at the same time like hopefully there's like therapy and stuff as well depending on your level of you know concern but um, i think my opinion and i'm curious you know if anyone else in the comments is, uh, agrees or disagrees is there's a lot of different things out there And if we take if we take you who has a passion for this thing and you're working on it you're going to do better than someone who's just highly paid put on it like there's so no the person's going to check out they're not going to do the best work they'll, they'll they'll do an okay job but the person who who has the, the foundation and has the passion and it's gonna go the distance it's gonna do more than someone who has like maybe more money and um, and it's just kind of doing it as a nine-to-five way I've, I've seen that often in the businesses I, I work on and that like people will say oh well per, uh, company X just got ten million dollars in finance and I only got one million it's like great they're gonna spend ten million dollars validating your idea in a different route than you were gonna do because you know yours is the optimal way of going about it so just continue to execute on your thing and eventually they'll die. I think there's a story in Silicon Valley of Airbnb, where there was another company that just does this meet like they copy it. They literally copy and call Airbnb a light or something. You know, like they, they copy everything word for word, like basically, but in a way that doesn't get them copy infringed. And, and what they want to do is basically get Airbnb to buy them out for several million, you know, hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars. And Airbnb was like, no we're going to execute on this and now they're stuck doing something that they don't even want to do. They just wanted a payday. And so eventually that, that other company died <laughs> and they, they yeah. won overall. So I, I feel like it's like that. Stay to what you're interested in, learn some fundamental research and people out there hopefully can be really supportive of it. Sure. You know, if there's something that you think is not being done well, you know, criticize it, but also offer some uh, helpful suggestions, uh, because it's hard to do what you're doing. Like there's a level of anxiety and stress that comes from doing what you're doing versus oh, yeah. doing a, a normal nine to five that I don't, I don't yeah. think people appreciate that element of it they think founder of startup oh this guy's got to be like fabulously wealthy you know blah 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 it's like yeah, no yeah, yeah. maybe maybe at the end if things go, go well
1: <laughs> yeah. but in the
0: interim like things aren't you know great like, You gotta work for it you gotta work really well, hard yeah, so, it's like 100 hours so
1: I think this is why it's so rare because you've got to have like so you got to have the competence to actually find something new out um mm-hmm. which we have already I mean so this is one example so the, the reaction that we found for metabolic heat generation, we, we've proven that out now, that, and the drug actually does uh, reduce metabolic heat generation, and 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 no one would have believed that uh, before. You know, if you said that's what's, uh, so it's, it's actually a very big hole. It was such a big hole that no one even knew it was a hole. Like, what's actually mm. how how a mammal's metabolically generating heat, and how how is like a mouse per unit mass producing more metabolic heat than, you know, like a, a whale, for example. So that, that, that was a big hole and we, we've actually found found that out already. So there's already things we can like hang a ha- hat on and th- 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 we found out that were so kind of no one would have believed, you know, so, so w- w- I get a bit frustrated, like why people don't kind of like, like extrapolate the line, you know, so they've mm-hmm. got the competence to find things new out, which they've done. And they say this this is going to happen, you know. Let's 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 follow the line and 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 and, and, and you know see uh, see if that. Um, and um, I've lost myself a little bit. There was um. Yeah, there, there's when I was listening to you, I was thinking like there's loads of points points, and I like a. I'll,
0: I'll, yeah, pause. I'll make my points up more. I'll add more periods to my points and some pauses so you can you can jump in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I see where you're going with it, and um, I know we've been talking about cosmetics so far, but that's just one aspect of what you're working on. And uh, any any cosmetic companies out there who are interested in this stuff, you know, maybe reach out to Michael. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah get, get in get in while the water's hot. Uh, and well, yeah, we're, we're actually from... already talking to some, um, mm. but but um, but they're very,
1: um, I don't know, I'll keep it confidential a little bit, but they they mm-hmm. someone said to me that is like they're, it's so. They're not really looking to solve aging. This is the thing. So they're kind of like looking for actual cosmetic, just kind of masking things. Yeah. They're not so interested in actually, you know, slowing aging. They, they kind of put that out of their wheelhouse. They're like, well, that, that will never happen. So this this is where the, the, the biophysical therapeutics are really, is really differentiated in that we're actually really trying to, uh, you know, crack aging. And, um, you know, they've even got drugs to kind of uh, like test and things like that. So but it's, it's so out of their... Uh, uh, wheelhouse, it's not even like there's something that they're necessarily looking for,
0: and um, yeah, that's a unique the, opportunity if you can, if you not only can mask aging but reverse it and make that a competitive edge to their co- competitors who are just looking to do some faux, like faux leather type thing, not even real leather. Um, I think yeah, that's a, yeah. a competitive advantage, yeah.
1: Well, I get, I get a bit frustrated because, yeah, so they don't see, like, say, for example, after this experiment, this next experiment, yeah, like, uh, where we if we do show. The, the, the drug slows aging human tissue ex vivo. Like what wh- what is the company worth then? So then there's there's no messing around. You have actually slowed, but but then maybe can cons- that you haven't actually done it in vivo, you've done it ex vivo. So um but then you know the company would be worth a lot more. Like why don't they kind of try and preempt it and come in now and then actually we could use that money to kind of drive things uh forward. But yeah I, I remember actually what I was going to say yeah so you, you've got to have um you got the ability to find new things out but then also the determination to kind of like see it through yeah and 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 um you know that's that's hard and 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 also it's a lot easier now because for a long time i i it was all secret you know so I've sat on this for actually quite some time like patented it and stuff so um uh, I, I, yeah it's it's, it's, it's very hard so the number of people that could actually have that is like uh it's very small and real determination. Like I've um, I've done hard things in my life before, but like was in the army and things like that. And uh it, it, this this has been hard, you know.
0: Like uh, re- mm. really hard. Well uh thank you for your service. So I think you served in probably the UK then right you're you're I don't think you're an American. I think you're a UK no
1: no I'm in the UK yeah yeah I'm from the UK. Yeah yeah
0: yeah so then you get the is it is it called the army in the UK or is it like the Royal Marines or something? You guys have like cool names for things.
1: No, no. I said the Royal Marines is kind of like the equivalent of the uh, U.S. Marines. So it's like okay. um, So there is actually an army. Yeah, in the UK, it's affiliated to the Navy, and and in the US, I think the Marines is like a a a separated branch of the military.
0: I think yeah, it is. I think think they're kind of yeah, it is. Yeah, Yeah, there's a our the the number one Air Force in the world is the U.S. Air Force, and the second one is like the U.S. Army, and then like the third is like the U.S. Marines. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah 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 i've actually been in a yeah. u.s marine uh helicopter Um they've got like these crazy what it's called now, but they look they look they look very strange um uh yeah so i um i, I actually like maybe i'll explain that a little bit so i, I was actually in the reserve the army reserve when mm-hmm. i was doing my phd and i actually had a bit of a shocker with my um uh phd i um so i found new things out about so like my expertise really is like kind of computational biology. So uh, the PhD was in computer science, but I applied to biology. So I was actually um, yeah. uh, making computational models of like a b- brain neurons. And I, f- I found out uh, something new about how the brain worked. I found out like there's something called the sodium potassium pump. And I found out that was in, like uh, directly involved in brain computations, like in Purkinje neurons. And um, it's like I said, like people kind of, and it wasn't people on Reddit this time. It was actually people uh, like, you know, I got, I, to get the PhD, you kind of have to publish your work, like in journals. Yeah. And I was submitting to journals it's getting pushed back. And they were saying, no, that can't be right. Because it's actually like quite a fundamental uh, flip. And people are like, you know, a bit uh, put out about it. And so I had a nightmare because I was, I, was, I was stuck. Like I couldn't kind of get the PhD because I couldn't publish my work. And I was saying, right, this is right, this is, you know, this is right, and they're getting pushed back. But anyway, the, in the end, it was right, you know, and other people started showing it and stuff like that, and then I could publish my work and get my PhD. Um, but but during that time, I actually, like, went to joined the army full-time, I got, like, so frustrated, and I actually uh, thought, right, that's me with science, you know, like, uh, and I got very uh, despondent with the, with the whole thing, which is why, when I had these ideas to to do the stuff I'm doing now, I, I, this wouldn't have happened if I had applied for grants and, and things like that in the university. So I just got my head down and I just, um, and had some savings from the army. I just got my head down and, and you know, did it. And then I uh, got uh, data kind of proving it out. Um, uh, and, but still, you know, you got like criticism and stuff, but um, uh, so is it, but I mean, it's more than an idea. There's actually like, as I said, there's like things were already been shown like quite big fundamental things. Like how how yeah. mammals metabolically generate heat. That's like a, uh, yeah. you know, that was a that was a hole, and that's that's now been uh, cracked.
0: Well, uh I, I thank you for your service, regardless, even though it's uh for a different nation. The I think America and UK are, pro- yeah, I think we're like you know uh, buddies, even though we, we beat you up in the Revolutionary War. Which I I hear that you guys don't study that much. You guys are just like yeah, who cares? It's like one of like twenty. We care more about like India leaving than anything. I don't think you guys care about America leaving. You're like yeah, good uh, We don't even want you anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, the no, we don't actually. Um, yeah, we don't, we don't.
0: Yeah, every I, uh, every now and again, I'm talking to someone from the UK. I'll bring up, yeah. So you know, uh, we, we we beat you guys up. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's like an American and me. No, so you more. like
1: joking about it? You like joking about it? I because I, I was in America one time on Independence Day, and I made a joke about it. I said like, this is a day of mourning for me, and they got really <laughs> pissy about it. They like uh, they didn't. I was I was joking, and like, uh, they, but they, they're really sensitive. But no, that's uh, hilarious
0: you, you didn't tell it to the right crowd that's hilarious I would that that's hilarious I don't know uh where maybe you were like in Texas or something like they're very jingoist down there but uh yeah that's no, hilarious
1: no they're really
0: uh I don't know they, they didn't get the <laughs> day of mourning for me that's hilarious <laughs> yeah that, I don't know that, that's that's good funny that that's good uh humor the uh uh yeah, I guess it would be the well, people always wonder like what would the US be if like we stayed under the, the umbrella of the British Empire? It's like well, we probably wouldn't have been anything cuz like the the Britain was deliberately uh sabotaging the mercantile and uh industrial base of the US so that like they were like uh, hobbling us. So once we left you guys, we, we grew pretty fast and everyone came here cuz we're land of opportunity. But uh i of the US. I'm a, yeah.
1: like a i am like I really like um you know, it's, it's incredible, like for science, for example, like, um, and this is a thing that people don't realize. And, um, you know, even in England, and actually, it's, it's sadly, it's growing in the US, people don't realize that science technology is what drives ec- economic uh, progress. And um, So, for example, it doesn't like you, you said before about kind of like um, scarcity and things like that. These kind of things, they actually grow the pie. So they kind of think, oh, if you get money from that, you're kind of like taking money away from something else. But like uh, these kind of innovations, they actually grow the pie and make kind of everyone richer. So like a, a drug that could slow aging, that could have like have an incredible economic impact. So, so for example, um, done, there was a paper in Nature Aging. Uh, David Sinclair was one of the authors and there's some economists uh, by Oxford and a guy, um, Harvard, I've forgotten their names, sadly, but they, they did a calculation. If, if you were to slow aging by just, if you were to make people slow aging and make people live, increase life expectancy in the U S by just one year, they calculated that would have an economic billion benefit of 38 trillion U S dollars just by, uh, uh one year. Hmm. And, um, like I said, I, I said, that, uh, people have a variation in body temperature and people with a lower body temperature live longer than those with a higher body temperature. So this drug that can actually reduce metabolic heat generation, I've done like a, a, a calculation. What, what if, you, if you were to give the drug to people with a higher body temperature, just a very small dosage, just bring their body's temperature down to a lower body temperature, I predict that you could increase life expectancy. And I did calculations, you can actually increase US life expectancy by more than one year. So then Hmm. that would be an economic benefit of like 38 that trillion they've calculated. And just think how much, you know, um, um, money that is really. And then that's an economic benefit that kind of gets like shared by um, everyone.
0: Yeah. uh... And then then
1: another thing that people might say, uh, uh, like uh, patents and things like that, maybe I'll go into that a little bit. People don't realize that you, you... and I say this as someone doing it because doing you kind of like go to someone and go like, right, there's this drug. It could slow aging or it could uh, have a treatment effect for cancer. They give oh, I wasn't going to use the terminology. They, they, they really don't get they're kind of like, right, well, what's the return going to be? OK, so this is, mm-hmm. you know, because people, people, they always do this when there's a new drug and they kind of go like, oh, that shouldn't have a patent and stuff. But you don't see like it needed that patent to get to that stage. So in the UK, they're getting very bad on this they're kind of like, let's just cancel all the patents and stuff. But then, what you don't realize is then you're never going to have new drugs. So just realize what yeah. you're doing like, when you do that, because, and the reason is so like uh, uh, developing a new drug is very expensive So but, and then they, they get it to the market. And if they don't have a, uh, like a temporary monopoly on it, then other companies will start selling it and they're, they're not in the hole for the, all that money. So then yeah, they can sell, it, makes sell sense. it lower. And so the company that actually developed the drug will go out of business. So this is why they actually need that and that monopoly. And also, what people don't realise is, like, by the time a drug actually gets to the market, there's often only like a few years of patent term left anyway. So you just you just pay for pay pay for the drug for a bit, and then it's basically free forever because then the price comes r- right down. And so like you, you, it's very, it's not even very much over the cost of goods after that. So it's it's, it's actually like quite um you know, could see and and the danger of playing around with it is that then you, you know, you could by all means play around with it, but just know that maybe no new drugs will come. Um, you know, you could kill the whole thing. And um
0: yeah.
1: and it's important that people know that because as someone from like you know trying to raise money and things like that for new drugs, like literally they give they you know say like we've got a new cancer drug here. It's not like they go, oh yeah, we're gonna help with that. They um because also the other thing is uh like the risk of drug development is quite high. Lo- loads of biotechs actually just flame out. You know, like burn, like yeah. literally torching tor- 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 millions, maybe even hundreds of millions. So, um, so the, to to offset that risk, they need a very high return. You know, and if you're going to risk uh, like tens of millions, you probably need hundreds of millions back. If you risk hundreds of millions, probably need billions back, kind of thing. So there needs to be that. Um, uh, and I, I've 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 got into like uh, twitter things about that and stuff Uh, so i even i've had my time wasted on this kind of stuff but Mm. it's important people and maybe i wouldn't have known if i hadn't had this experience as well
0: yeah i think that uh well i know you do some writing too i read some of your articles Uh, i think they're on medium and so i think that i think it i think like a good thing to do it's just something i do it's like when i see a question I will make like a fact about it, like a frequently asked question thing. And then I'll just be like, here's the fact," right? You know, like I make it for a podcast guest and stuff like that. So it's like, oh, here, here are the frequently asked questions. And I think, I don't know whether you looked at it or not, but it's like, it's there if you're like, you're, you're curious about something. And so, oh, uh, mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just like, so these people just like, uh, like you can engage with them and they give them your energy or you could be like, oh, okay, that might be interesting. And then you make content that then like gets more people looking at your stuff as well, and which might be yeah. like a more healthy way to look at things. So, Um, Well, yeah, so
1: all all these articles and things like this, this is a new thing. So it's something that I realised, because I'm actually quite a shy person. uh, By, uh, um, I'm not that shy, like, meeting people, but the thought of being, like, etched into the internet forever just (laughs) terrifies me. And so, like, doing all the, like, this is actually quite a big uh, leap for me. And I I realised it's something that I've got to, you know, I've got to uh, get out there more, really. So this is something that... uh, uh like out of my comfort zone that i didn't really didn't want to do but it's part of the job so like part of so yeah so now i've i've been like trying to because i want people I, i'm excited about it and i want people to get excited about it you know to know about it and 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 that's why i get so i so i was actually quite quite put out by some of those reddit guys because i felt that they were kind of they were harming my explanation you know that, that's what yeah. i mean say whatever you want that that one that you said I'm not even upset about that one because it's like it's just not a nonsense kind of thing. But when they, they when they're trying to say things like it increases metabolic rates and don't yeah. they know like because uh, there's actually a drug that increases metabolic rate called 2,4 d- dinitrophenol, um, which you can. Uh, OK, I'll say I'll say it. it's like um it does actually like increase metabolic rate and people use it for a weight, weight loss drug. And it does actually work. but It's super dangerous because it actually makes uh, um, the body more, less efficient. So um, like it uh, generates more metabolic heat. So people, mm-hmm. you, you actually die. If you take too much of the drug, you you, you actually die in a very super nasty uh, uh, way. And um but it's, it's, it's still used, like, bodybuilders use it uh, uh, quite a lot. And and so, like, mm. one of the guys was like, "Ah, oh, does he not know, like, this these drugs are dangerous yeah. and stuff? And I got very annoyed because he's, like, saying it's, like, it's actually the opposite of what the drug does. It actually slows my brain. And so I just thought mm. he's, like, you know, mudding the waters. And I, I got, you know, I was very annoyed, annoyed with that. And then I, tr- I, I, try, and, I try and, like, ed- educate them. But then they, you know, just come back with more crap kind of thing. And then they're just losing
0: yeah yeah you can't you can't uh, you can't educate people who don't want to be educated i think you could do like that political i think like that maybe like something you could do is that you do like that politician thing which like what do you think about tom cruise's stance on infrastructure and then you say oh infrastructure have you heard about my new plan for healthcare? and you just talk about the only thing so if the concern is that they're muddying the waters you can just like be like here's my post on explaining how that's not the case so like you never really engage with them you just always are on message for your thing. So then they never okay, really yeah, waste yeah, your yeah. time. Yeah. Well, so yeah, no,
1: that's, good way to, that's a good way to do it. So maybe what I'll do in the future, it's just not respond at all. So, like, and then my, yeah. the actual, the definitive documents of what I've written. So, like, if you want to understand it, like, um, and also for quite a while, I, I was having problems uh, explaining it. But I think that article recently on longevity technology. I don't know if you can yeah, that was of, good. Like share it like underneath this video or something um but i th- i think th- i think that explains it very well and like kind of like quite um succinctly and then if you want more detail there's actually a a, a a pre-print paper um and uh which which is kind of like ongoing work that's like a i think that's version three just was more work gets done then i kind of like a um, update it and submit. You know, so version four will be um, uh, shortly. And then, then there's the actual patents underneath. Like, if you're actually interested in, um, but even even lots of scientists don't even read patents actually. Which is, um, but the, but the thing is, that's where a lot of all the best work is really. So there's a saying actually: mm. um, uh, publish like in journals, your failures, and patent your um, successes. So in oh, biotech and farm, yeah, in, in 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 biotech and pharma, like a lot of the best work is only getting published in the patent literature. So if you if you if you don't read patents, then you're you you know you're missing a whole, you know the best stuff really. And the thing is to re- to to really understand a patent, you kind of have to have written patents in some sense to kind of understand. all like but the best way to kind of understand how they're structured and things like that is actually to do it, um, um. Yeah, so, you, uh, like, I
0: mean, how'd you learn that? How'd you learn? So like, if, I, I haven't, I think I, I look, I've looked at patents, but I, would, I don't have like specialized knowledge on this. Is there like a book or a resource that would give me a good overview to better understand it?
1: So there's, um, well, there's two things going on. There's like the kind of manuals. So for example,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: like, and also it gets tricky because it can be different in different jurisdictions. But say, say like the European Patent Office, they've got like a manual and you can read the manual. And then the other thing is there's case law. So you've got to be like, and and when you're doing examination, actually, you're often like pulling things from case law and examination is a bit of like a combative, you know, they make arguments, then you've got to make arguments and you often like pull from case law and you've got to know the manual inside out. And then the other thing is, um... So that's kind of like almost theoretical, but then you've also got a, there's a practical element, like how you actually write it and stuff that isn't in, in, in the manual. But how, how I learned to do it was I actually uh, used patent lawyers, and re- like uh Burn-Elix, which was like, um. so I basically found things out and then I was actually quite disciplined for a scientist because I found things out and normally what happens is then they just publish it or tell people and stuff and then you can actually never get a patent on it once something's in the public domain you can never get a a a patent which basically kills it really because then no one will pay Mm. to take it through clinical trials and stuff and so so much um uh work kind of gets lost through this and this is kind of like the inverse and so so, lots of scientists don't even realise this. They kind of think, right, I, I need to publish this, and if I patent it, that'll be so evil kind of thing. But they're doing the, they are do, do, unknowingly doing evil themselves because if they don't patent it, then it's just lost forever. So, um, mm-hmm. so I found these like uh, new drugs, and um, actually, maybe I'll go after this. I'll go into, I don't know whether it'll be too technical, but I'll go into how I actually, because actually, how I came across. Maybe I will go into it. I so how. Okay, yeah, maybe I'll go into it. I'll, 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 so how I, um, so basically I, knew, I, I, I found new things out and I used like a patent lawyer and then like really um, good patent lawyers, like, a, and then they helped me. And then also I watched what they did and so kind of learned from them. And then I, I got to the point where I could actually do something to myself and then slowly over time could do more and more uh, uh, things myself, which has been, um, you know, so for example, in Australia, I argued it like completely before the Australian patent office and got it to grant but how how I actually first kind of got, got it's quite a long story. So I um, I, I actually um, there was a time actually you know I said I was a fan of uh, the US and I, I may still mm-hmm. do this at some point. So I I, I was actually um, thinking to get a green card and there's like a, there's actually a program called alien of extraordinary ability like for a scientist to get a green card there. And uh, for that, you have to get references from scientists that don't know you. They've read your work and then, you know, they, they have to say good things about it. So with that, I actually got a reference from a guy called Michael Levin, who's actually like quite a high profile.
0: Uh, I'm now. talking to him on Monday. Okay, on Monday. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And yeah. He,
1: he, he was very kind. He wrote me like a, a very a nice reference. So about my PhD work. And he was, he was asking me lots of questions about it, you know, I remember I said, like I was, it was all about membrane voltages and like finding how like a brain neurons compute. And he was really asking me a lot of questions about it. And I, I said to him like, why Why are you so interested? Like, cause he works on uh, um, kind of development and, uh, and cancer a little bit on the side. And he said, no, it's not just brain neurons that use these membrane voltages for signaling. It's actually used by like uh, cells during development. And also cancer cells have a different voltage across some of their, um, Across some of their membranes, and so that really captured my imagination—the cancer aspect, because I'd always heard people complain you can't hurt cancer without hurting normal cells. They're like too similar, you know. Lots of mm. chemotherapies—they they they actually hurt cancer cells, but they also hurt normal cells as well, which is why the side effects are so horrendous. And with 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 cancer, it's almost like. Um, you take the chemotherapy and it's hurting you and it's hurting the cancer. it's kind of like who kind of gets killed yeah, first, who dies kind of first. Yeah, yeah and, and so, some people, they just can't handle it. So they rescind consent to treatment. And then, you know, they just kind of like walk into the the, 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 the night, sadly. And, and, and lots of people don't even realize this until like it's too late kind of thing. They get a cancer diagnosis and then they're, they're all alone. And, and so, because I've published some things on cancer, some cancer patients even contact me Like uh, emotional, and uh, so they, they, you know, there's very few options. Um, Mm -hmm. So, sorry.
0: No, it. it, I I know a number of friends working on cancer. It's 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 hard when you're talking to the patients and know that you might have something that could help them, but it just takes so much time.
1: Well, yeah, and also such a big shock because they they don't know, so they kind of think this is kind of a soul thing. Like, if I do get cancer, it'll probably be okay. And the thing is, if you've got um, cancer op- uh, it can be operated on, like cut out, like maybe you stand a good chance. But if, if you've got like an internal cancer, like pancreatic cancer, and it's like found very late, and uh, you know if it's inoperable, then you've, you, you know, you've got very few options. You could actually even be dead in like months. In fact, that's actually the, the most common uh, thing that happens. So anyway, the, uh, there, there was... So I saw a difference there. And where there's a difference, like maybe you can attack cancer, Without hurting normal cells. Yeah. And so I thought, right, I'm going to find out why, why there's that difference there. So uh, it's actually quite a big difference. So the cancer cells have got a different voltage across there in a mitochondrial membrane, like a quite big mm. difference, about 16 millivolts. That probably won't mean much to people, but that's like a huge difference. It's, there must be something going on there that's very, very different. So I well, thought, I'm going to find out why. Just-
0: just to interject, because I don't know the the gradient. So let, let's give people a perspective. What is a traditional gradient in volts? And then, like, how big of a standard deviation is twenty from it? Like, just like give people like the little bell curve. Like, how okay, big, so, what is normal? And then for a cell, and then what's the how big so, of a so, deviation? So, so, is normal,
1: it? so normal is about minus one hundred and forty millivolts. That's for a normal cell. Mm. So that is is more negative inside the mitochondrial and the mitochondrial matrix. And then a cancer cell will be like uh, minus two hundred, minus two hundred and ten, minus two hundred, maybe minus two hundred and fifty. So, and this has been wow. well okay. known for de- yeah, this has been well known for decades, and it's even been leveraged in the clinic. So, what you do is you, you get a, a toxin and you make it like very positively charged, and because like the the the, the mitochondria of the cancer cells inside is more negative, it will it accumulate more of that toxin, and so that's even hmm. actually gone into the clinic. Um, uh, but sadly it kind of, I, I don't think it made it through. I think it like fell away um, phase two because you're still doing the thing about toxins and just, yeah, maybe the toxin will go into the cancer cells more, but it will still go into normal cells. And you've got the same problem where you've got like horrendous side effects and people kind of like, since to treatment you you're kind of um, getting nowhere. But this, so this has been known for like uh, decades and I thought, right, I'm gonna find out why. And I, I did find out why. So cancer cells, they have actually got a very different metabolism than normal cells. Um, Hmm. and, 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 actually, for example, that's illustrated by the fact that cancer cells are actually immortal and our normal cells aren't immortal. Of course we don't live forever. So if you get cancer and we take one of a cancer cell from like your tumor and we plate it and we, we kind of give it food every day, you you will die and the cancer cell will, 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 will keep on living. And in fact, like one of the cancer cells that's actually studied uh, in laboratories (laughs) now yeah, yeah, yeah. So Henrietta lacks, sadly long since died. But her, her, her cancer cells are still alive um, and in laboratories all, all, all across the world. So, so again, so people like complain that cancer, normal cells, and cancer cells are like so similar, you can't get one and not the other. But there's some pretty big differences here. Like so there's a cancer. And that actually comes from um metabolism. And I actually think it's because. Um, like like i said meta- metabolism kind of gives with one hand it gives life but it produces like these harmful byproducts which of course uh, damage and aging which ultimately takes it away and cancer cells are using a different metabolism where they don't produce so much damaging byproducts but the cost at the cost of like they get less energy from their food so they get less to be specific they get kind of less atp yield from each glucose molecule so they're, they're mm-hmm. kind of um they're, they're, they're kind of like optimizing for a different thing, for in, immortality, but then at the cost of like a more inefficient metabolism. And that 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 effect is actually called, something called the Warburg effect. And the guy that uh, discovered that, uh, Otto Warburg, actually won the Nobel prize, but for, for something different. And again, this is something that's been known for a long time, but just kind of uh, like, kind of forgotten really, and uh, ig- 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 ignored. And so during the Warburg effect, what's happening is, I, I might get a bit, a bit technical here, but like there's um, cancer cells are actually using glycolysis a, a, a lot more. And glycolysis, because for one thing, glycolysis produces met- metabolic intermediates for like a cell proliferation. So they want like a glycolysis going at like a very high rate. And glycolysis actually produces ATP, which actually has a negative feedback inhibition effect on the enzymes of uh, glycolysis. And so like lots lots of ATP accumulates in the cytoplasm. And because of that, the adenine nucleotide nucleotide transporter in the inner mitochondrial membrane reverses and actually starts importing ATP into the mitochondria rather than exporting ATP. And then that ATP actually, uh, ATP synthase instead of producing ATP actually consumes ATP. And that actually causes this membrane potential, uh, membrane voltage difference. And there was some actual drugs like around uh, Bristol-Myers Squibb actually developed these drugs like a long time ago, over 20 years ago, that um, specifically inhibit the reverse mode of ATP synthase and not the, the, the forward mode. Um, and so I thought, right, if my kind of model is correct, then these drugs should actually have anti-cancer activity. So I got them synthesized at a place called Wuxi Aptek in China and then sent to the uh, National Cancer Institute in the USA. And they tested them in this kind of in vitro assay which they've tested millions of compounds in, um, and they've all, all present cancer drugs have been tested in that same assay. And the, this this drug, I actually sent a few. They actually had like a more a great anti-cancer activity than most present cancer drugs. So validating mm-hmm. that. And then, then there was some kind of things that I did that showed that it was actually exerting the anti- anti-cancer activity by actually hitting that target, which are actually in the preprint if anyone's interested.
0: So That's I actually. Yeah, yeah that, so, so thought, this is a this is a, a branch of a project they're gonna be working on.
1: Yeah, so this is how I got into the aging thing. So, and I I thought right, I've got like a, a, a really selective cancer drug because cancer cells are using ATP synthase in reverse and not in forward mode, and uh, normal cells are using ATP synthase in forward mode. So I thought I had right, I've got like a completely specific for cancer, but then I I had a thought like. Maybe normal cells are using that reverse mode. Maybe they're producing ATP, but then deliberately destroying some of it, like to create a futile cycle to generate heat. And that's how, like, uh, maybe that's how mammals actually metabolically generate heat. And then I thought, yeah. like, well, we can test that by actually giving this drug to mice. And if that's the case, then their body temperature should drop uh, to the ambient temperature. So if the if the mice are in a uh, ambient temperature of th- thirty seven degrees C, and you give them the drug, the the drug can't drop their body temperature because the mouse can be dead actually and if it's the ambient temperature 37 degrees c its body temperature will be 37 degrees c but if the ambient temperature is at like you know normal room temperature 21 22 23 then the drug should reduce its body temperature down way down towards ambient temperature and that's actually what happened so then then i realized i found out how mammals are actually metabolically generating heat by this by this reaction and then i knew from like way back that there was this link between metabolic rate and aging so then I thought, right. Well, this the next thing to see is to see whether it can slow aging, and that's where I am now. And like a, uh, you know, uh, I've kind of disseminating it now because patents are published, and then I've done a preprint, and now I'm doing, uh, you know, these kind of articles just for the general public to try and get people interested and to kind of get money and like to move it forward.
0: do you have any interest, or do you intend to? Apply for a Sens grant. I know they're 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 looking for proposals pretty soon, and I think their glycosense project would fit. I mean, I mean, there's like some relation there, but I know they're they're looking for people to work with under that umbrella. So are you going to like uh, query them to see if you can work under there uh, with well, their so, grants?
1: So there's one like um, someone said. The thing is, I'm a le- so the thing about Sens is um so uh, so Aubrey de Grey, who's kind of like you know the father, and I I I, I own a lot because it like. Uh, reading his book um actually as an undergrad he 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 did a phd and then he actually published his phd thesis as as a book which i i found very useful and very inspiring but he's he's he he's now said like metabolism is too complicated we can't really understand it like let's just let all the metabolic damage happen and then we'll repair it um whereas i'm kind of like let's actually interfere in metabolism i think i found a way to interfere in metabolism and so to actually uh slow slow the damage so what i'm doing i and i've actually been told this doesn't really fit under the sends uh remit unfortunately
0: mm. aubrey Aubrey left a long time ago i well not a long time about like two or three years they're under their new management so have you, have you oh, talked them you recently mean. like lisa
1: yeah. yeah well no i actually spoke to um uh kevin Parrott um uh,
0: who's yeah. still
1: involved in Sense, and and he actually was very nice. He actually uh, like uh, reserved an investment in the company, um, but he uh, he kind of said no. It, it wasn't like a, a Sense project. Um,
0: mm. Yeah, I think the maybe the uh, the cancer component might be more Sense related. I think that seems pretty powerful. Everything you're doing seems pretty powerful in terms of like potentially having a big impact. The do you, because you're trying to build out a platform company, you're focusing on the one aspect of what you're focused on is what we talked about previously which is the cosmetic are what are some of the other projects is one of them going to be cancer related or is the uh uh cosmetic the full focus like if you were to like pie slice it a platform does okay, like yeah. multiple things so i'm wondering what your other projects are
1: well yeah so um so before like when i was, I was, I was um kind of pitching it to people i, I used to say different things like we're going to do cancer, condition cancer going do this without Alzheimer's and stuff and um p- people advised me um uh it was actually um like quite a prominent. maybe i won't say who is but like like a, a nobel prize winner kind of uh, who's had like a lot of success commercial success and he, he saw my pitch and he said you need to just boil it down like you know you, yeah. you're all over the place and he said like i i understand it but like you're going to make investors heads spin you just got to like have a simple thing and uh one thing that I found very useful, which was real kind of breakthrough in my explaining, was like you've got to explain it to someone else so so well that they could explain it to someone else, like after them mm-hmm. kind of thing. So they've got to explain it, they've got to understand it so well that then they could explain explain it. And I was thinking, yeah. well, actually, yeah, maybe this is get, <laughs> too complicated. <laughs> you, need, you need like a little bit, but just a nugget that they can kind of latch onto and just go, oh, okay. And so this, um, and so the nugget actually, for if you're interested, it's just like. Uh, slowing metabolic rate has been shown to extend the lifespan of like mice flies wasps uh fish and worms and probably many other species so and we've got a drug that can slow metabolic rate so then we predict that it could uh, uh slow aging so that's like the little hook um
0: yeah, but, yeah it's much more uh, simpler than you know yeah it's i, I i've people say like investors like i want a platform company but then when you have a platform company which like has multiple options or so like no, I want you to focus on one thing. It's like, I don't think you understand that uh, like how a platform works. Because like, yeah, yeah. I guess you could potentially work on like the technology of computation to develop like an AI thing that would then be used. Like you could like build the platform in that way. But yeah, they, they get kind of t- tw- twitchy if you have more than like one product you're working on. Yeah, it so makes sense. That, so you got to be focused. Yeah, but, but, but yeah. then
1: also if you've got like one, one product to work on, then they go like, well, we're after platforms. Kind of so it's just, yeah. you know, you, you can't win. You can never make like them happy. It's yeah but there's so you, so and it took it actually took him telling me that because i other people had said that but i i respect and i kind of ignored it but i respected him so much it was like and then it kind of clicked I was like yeah i've, I've just, <laughs> just got to throw everything out else out we're just gonna we're only going to talk about cosmetics but there's there's actually you know there's a lot there um and actually quite unrelated to this like going for different targets and stuff so for example there's a there's a drug called almatrine which is actually approved for um, emphysema and discovered that that's got uh, anti-cancer utility no one knew that so like uh, and that's because that's already been used in humans maybe I could go straight into um, phase two clinical trials there's things like that and I even had a bit of um, like a detail with uh, coronavirus so ametrine actually helps like people with breathing and obviously then you'd you'd think like maybe it would help uh, people with um, coronavirus infection and so, like, mm-hmm. I patented that and kind of chased that for a while. Although, interestingly, that actually went. The people took it into phase three and actually fazed, uh, failed phase three clinical trials for coronavirus infection. Although they used a, a very uh, low dose. But um so there's, and there's lots of things that I want to do as well. So there's like lots of pent up work, kind of thing, and as get more uh, like resources and kind of move more more things forward. So it's, it's like almost like a dam of like. Being restricted by 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 finances, and then once finances come in, then like move, uh, yeah. uh you know, more, more more things forward. And I I, I get a bit frustrated sometimes because I like there's so you know, there's so much there, and it could do so good. You know, what why 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 is it kind of it, deser- it deserves it deserve to have like its legs and, and and run?
0: Yeah, have you heard of I think it's Vital Vita Vita Dao? There's like a uh health span. Uh, yeah, yeah. Blockchain thing where they can do like crowdsourced uh funding.
1: Yeah, but well, I, I have guy, seen that one of the, the guys who runs it. Well, there's a saying like never kind of if you multiply innovations too much that's bad, you know. So you've got like one risk like will the drug slow aging kind of thing and then you're kind of multiplying it by kind of like a business model risk. Like if you've got too many mm-hmm. risks. I mean, I can't Oh of no, I mean uh
0: no, no, I'm not thinking of it in terms of a business model. I'm thinking of it in terms of uh, fundraising. So there's 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 groups out there that will do like a crowdsource. It's like kind of like Kickstarter for serious stuff like this. And I'm not recommending them because uh, I've I'm, been I'm learning about them currently. It's just something I'm aware of that there are, I think, like turn bio, who uh, I had one of the founders on. I'm having another one of the founders on in a couple months, but they did a, like a million dollar raise on it. And basically what happens is like the people who help raise the money, they get like a small percentage equity stake or something to that effect. Yeah. so instead of needing investors it's like you do a crowdsource like kickstarter and it's just like one platform that does that so it doesn't muddy yeah. your business model it just mud it like adds optionality in terms of um who uh where you get the money from but i do think it'd be interesting to, if you were to write your book someone like Aubrey de gray with your phd saying i was right and then you know you could take all these negative comments and just like put that as like the, the cover it's like so when people read, it's like oh this is really mean this is really mean this is really mean and he was right and then you just flip the cover and it's like and you can be like hi guys you know, you could like, yeah. I think that might be a good way to like gin up uh yeah. Well, well I
1: like to go back to that. So you said that, like the Reddit, yeah. fight, I mean, they're, they're, they're literally, I don't know, no, nothing really. They're just worthless characters. But they're, they're, That's, so mean. That's meaner yeah. than the comment. But they, um, no, no, I, yeah. I, 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 I hold them like in the lowest regard, like possibly. <laughs> like, but if if i by say like, um, if you look at the history, like talking about scientists now, so if you look mm. at the history of science, like it's, it happens like every time, like um, uh, when there's a like a, a big advance, like not like a kind of like an incremental thing, but when there's like a quite big leap, it always has a hard time, you, you know. Uh, and the science never really learns its lesson. Um, and um, you know, well, maybe, maybe like my biggest scientific hero is a guy called Peter Mitchell, and he um, mm. he had something I've called the. Yeah, he's like had something called the chemio osmotic uh, hypothesis, which is like beautiful, beautiful work. But this guy had a, uh, you know, he's fought every step of the way by everyone and had a horrific life, really. You know, had health problems and things like that. And he actually even had to leave uh, academia to carry on working on it. He, he, he felt it was so bad that he couldn't even do it within within the system. But he was right, you know, and he, and, and and he won the Nobel uh, Prize for it. And so it's often. Um, it kind of goes through three phases like like first is mocking then like fought just fought and then kind of accepted and like oh it's always obvious that, that was always going to be i case. hate
0: that yeah that irritates me how often people say no you're wrong and then it's like oh you're making money and you're being successful all right well now i'm on board i think the uh M said that you won't be spri- you'll be surprised how many cousins you have after you're successful, like everyone's like, oh, I'm cousin with this guy, you know, like you know, like, I'm your cousin, like hook me up with a car or something. But I know, I know, we're coming to the end. The what? I, I'm I, clearly I'm into books. What books do, are you reading, or that you'd recommend people check out? It doesn't have to be related to this stuff, because uh, okay, yeah. I mean, most of that's like in papers. So, but what are you reading that you recommend people check out? And I will read them. That's a the fun thing. At least one person. Will. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not actually a big reader um, uh, mm. of like kind of fiction. In fact, I I, I may. May never read another fiction book again. I think me and fiction have gone our separate ways. I haven't really got the, the patience uh, for it. So, but I like reading. I like I, I like reading about science. Really, science things. So, um, I I actually even really like enjoy reading textbooks. Actually, uh, like um, and, and I I'd, I'd, I'd even recommend you know like a um, a bike biochemist, biochemistry. It's called biochemistry called called uh, which is a good one molecular biology of the cell uh, by albert I, mean, I, uh, well,
0: I have a molecular biology of a cell i think it's called cell molecular biology I okay, read there's another two, one there, there's
1: another one yeah with a very similar name i don't know about the why I, I i'm a fan of molecular biology of the cell and it makes it mm-hmm. um because i think I, I i think with aging like lots of people are kind of kind of coming into longevity and they haven't really got like a, a buyer background, and then they they want to immediately jump into things. So, for example, like they, they think that they should be reading my preprint kind of thing, like from from the off, and kind of judge it. But they 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 need to take a step back and maybe like go to. And it's very enjoy, you know. You have got like all uh, beautiful diagrams and thing things like that. Uh, I've actually written a book as well, which is on Amazon. So I could recommend.
0: Uh, um, you can recommend it. I'm 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 making a master document for every book recommendation that's been going that's been for five years with like 200 you know like 160 or whatever guests there are so many books but i'm making a master list i think there's like 250 books but every book that you recommend will be on the list so you have to recommend yours to get on the list so you have to say it i I
1: I think if i remember correctly it's called uh biophysics and computations of a cerebellum cerebellum protein neuron um And it, it might, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily, reckon, it's a bit like technical really. It's kind of like a bit of a technical document. So I wouldn't really, um,
0: um, So if you, if you, you like know, textbooks, do, you'll like the book.
1: Yeah. So it's actually, it's, it's not like textbook, it's like, it was actually, um, uh, like my, kind of like my PhD research with a bit more kind of thing.
0: Okay. And, so um, you did, you did basically an Aubrey de Grey. You pulled an Aubrey de yeah. Grey. Yeah. 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 Sweet. Yeah I'll have to and I actually, I'd, recommend,
1: I'd recommend Aubrey's book so I read his um so he's, he's got two books there was one I think it was published in 2006 2007 called ending ending aging which I haven't read actually for my sins but I read his earlier book which was his um his PhD thesis that he published It called it's called the mitochondrial free radical theory of aging I think um,
0: yeah, I think that's what it is w-
1: yeah which I I I I found uh you know like very um you know it's very well written I've, i i think i think that's a great great book well, I know i'll recommend yeah. um I, li- I like kind of like bioenergetics stuff so I'll, I'll recommend like a textbook about bioenergetics called by bio- bioenergetics and uh it's got called I, his surname's ferguson and the other guy is called nichols nichols like if you just type in uh, bioenergetics ferguson and that, that's that's like a, that. a, a super good book and i i so I think there's like, um, and actually that's Peter Mitchell's work is actually what, what first got me into bioenergetics. So I, I read that when I was still at school, actually, and that kind of really blew my mind. And, um, hmm. and, and also, I think that there's this, because I'm interested in aging, I think there's this thing between bioenergetics and aging that you can see with metabolic rates. Um, and you can even see with cancer cancer cells are immortal and it's got like a very different metabolism and it's not uh using oxidative phosphorylation as much um and it's also uh one of the things is it's uh, the high glycolytic rate gives it like a lot of NADPH, good for reactive oxygen mitigation and stuff i think i think there's a lot you know a lot in there and bioenergetics kind of gets made. i don't know why people kind of ignore it they they uh you know um so I think that, I, I think if you like that stuff, that's worth that's worth going in, into.
0: Sweet, yeah. Thank you for the recommendations. The uh, uh, what? Where would be a good place to keep up with your work? Is it Medium? Is there a particular website? Like, how do people stay up to you, up to date with you, in a respectful way, where they don't leave mean comments? But yeah, we're we're okay. We'll keep no, up. That,
1: that's a good idea.
0: Um, so the company
1: hasn't even got a website at the moment, just because just being so stretched. Um, yeah. But As I say, like there's so so. The, the the aim is to have one at uh, one point. But um, if you just kind kind of Google like Michael Forrest uh, by physical therapeutics, yeah. and th- it should should come up. And also, we're going to be we've got more stuff coming out in the media, like in longevity technology, which should come up if you do a, a, a Google search. Um,
0: There'll be a link
1: Yeah, and as I said, there's actually. Uh, I mean, we've got less than many longevity companies, we've got kind of more because we've actually got like published patents and uh, papers and, and things like that. So people are really, really keen and can kind of look mm. into that. And um, also I'm happy for people to contact me. Um, uh, maybe I'll give my email. I might regret this, but... Uh-
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe let them. If there's like Twitter or something, you know, I don't want people like bombasting. Oh,
1: okay, no, okay, that's a that's a good idea. So I've got Twitter. So I've I've only been on. I'm quite new to Twitter. So my 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 handle is Forest Forest with two R's underscore PhD.
0: Yeah, it'll be in the um, show notes too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no. They. I'm starting to use um, Twitter more, which I don't really enjoy actually. Right. So I'm having (laughs) to do all this kind of. I don't know. I'm coming like a social media manager or something, and having to do all this. Well, um,
0: you can uh, you can set up an automation where you just like make a like you make one thing that has like all the posts and just like sends it wherever you want, and then you don't have to really engage with anyone if you wanted to.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, but I, I try and uh, like raise my profile by kind of getting involved in you know discussions and things like that, and it's I find yeah. it um, very distracting. I don't know how people. Do, I, don't, I don't know how Elon gets any work done.
0: The amount that he tweets it's yeah I, I use twitter for research yeah on twitter there's like so many scientists that just like tweet their research like david sinclair or Sense yeah. or, or what have you and i just i basically just go to those pages and then every time i see something political i i click block or you know like i, I try to let twitter know i'm not interested i just want to see science and it, it yeah, usually yeah, works yeah, out yeah, i'm yeah. trying to train it to only bring me the like cool innovation or stuff on like yeah. the americans yeah. or indigenous people and stuff yeah. but uh no yeah, i i, I
1: I too, I, I try to stay out politics because that, that's a, just a quite a quag, a quagmire to like a.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it's a yeah, it's some, a waste of time. Sometimes I even go like I'm like, and like writing, I'm like, no, no, hold back. It's just just for work. Just stay out of everything, and and also it'll be even more of a, like a torching of time. I don't know how lots of these people have have time. I mean. Um,
0: yeah, I know. I know some really smart people that it's just like when you talk about some pol- uh, political things, they just spend the they'll just. Burn the rest of their day and not realize that they just gave someone free energy. It's like you could spend that time wisely. You don't get it back. Like that person doesn't even care. If anything, they're just like they're like like savoring it. They're like little narcissists, maybe like 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 a little vampire, a little emotional vampire. But I want to so so I know we're we're at the end. So I just want to thank you so much, Michael, for coming on the show for you know crushing the criticism. And so from now on, if someone criticizes you, you just link them to the show, and they will know not to mess with you and uh you know if you have anything if you ever have anything like cool coming on you're welcome to come back on we'll talk about it at length um and but seriously thank you for taking the time and for being on the show today